Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to an all-new, brand-new Russell Wortham Show coming to you live, commercial-free, from my super-secret back cave. Folks, we're back, and back in the middle of greatness. Wow, we have a mega-sode for you this week. We have uh, the introduction that we're doing right now, and then... Uh, news from Cultaholic. And then after that, we've got uh, the Wrestling Rewind slash main event where we will be talking about NXT Spring Breaking. Uh, and uh, Backlash. And uh, so there is uh, that. Also, uh, we have the thank yous, the weekly promo where I cut a promo either on a wrestler or just in general, and we will get to that uh, a little later down the line. So, again, big, huge, huge show. First of all, if you're new to the show, Thank you, and welcome in. Come on, kick up your feet, get something to drink. We are going to have some fun. This is your one-stop shop for everything WWE. And so, let's just get going, shall we? Now, as I said just a, a moment ago, in the introduction, it's usually something that's either wrestling-related or... Just something that's been going on in my mind for that week. Now, this show is always perpetually working from a week behind. Um, and, and I do that because, obviously, when this show goes out, uh, I will have not seen SmackDown or uh, anything uh, of, of that nature on Fridays, but, uh, so, that's basically the, the, the premise, uh, of the, uh, Wrestling Rewind is that I do the action that's previous, um, and, and, and all that. That said, this week has been just absolutely insane, because on Monday night, and this has been all over the internet, all over social media, going coast to coast, cross their waves, as they used to say, is the very real situation of Sasha Banks and Naomi walking out of Monday Night Raw, putting the women's tag titles on John Laurinaitis's, uh desk and basically saying, you know, we're just sick of the uh, creative and they just left. Now, when I first heard about this, I thought to myself, okay, this has to be some sort of a work. Now, if you are 
brand new to wrestling or relatively new to wrestling, there's going to be different terms that they're going to throw out that you're going to be like, what does that mean? Oh, what does that mean? Don't worry. Here to help. And so when they say that something is a work, meaning it's scripted, it's a part of the story. It's part of the story line that they're trying to convey to the audience. If it is a uh, shoot, then it's the opposite. It's completely real. It is 100% uh, uh, based in reality, and it's something that is tangible. Now, if there's a worked shoot, that's kind of the gray area. That's where, yes, it's still scripted, but there's elements of truth kind of sprinkled throughout. So you kind of are like, is this real? Is this not? This apparently is a shoot. Uh, what is going on with Naomi and Sasha Banks, a.k.a. Mercedes. I got to be honest with you guys. When I heard about this, again, like I said, I thought that this was a work. I thought this was just part of the storyline because Jimmy Uso, who is uh, Naomi's real-life husband, said, you know, I would love to have Naomi as part of the bloodline. And I'm like, okay, that makes sense. Oh, okay. Um, so I thought, this has got to be some sort of a storyline thing. But, again, social media, virtually every single uh, wrestling uh, uh, publication, YouTube channel, uh, including the good folks over at Cultaholic, said, no, this is real. This is a real thing. And I get where uh, Sasha is coming from. Uh, if if you were watching the Stone Cold uh, session with Sasha Banks, Mercedes, um, she said, you know, I left for four months for two reasons. One was my mental health. I hadn't heard my name, my actual name, a real name, in years, plural. And I was literally getting lost in my character. And I had to reconnect with who Mercedes is, you know. So that's reason number one. Reason number two, the creative. (laughs) Creative was a problem. When, uh, at that time, Sasha, Mercedes, and uh, Bailey were uh, pretty much told, okay, we're going to drop the tiles, or we're going to have y'all drop the tiles to, at that time, the Iconics, and, and we're going to, we're going to, you know, move, you know, through there. And both of them were were saying on Stone Cold's show, hey, look, you know, 
yes, we were upset primarily because we thought that we were the ones that were supposed to carry the uh, carry the uh, championships. But also saying, okay, fine. If you're going to take the titles off of us, then you have to be, you know, assuring that you're not going to, you know, you're not going to falter. You're not going to drop, you know, the titles, you know, and, and, and you've got something lined up. And WWE just dropped the ball. And so Sasha was like, yeah, peace out. I gotta I gotta reclaim who I am and I'm angry about the fact that you did nothing with the women's tag titles when we told you, no, keep the titles on us. We will build things uh and and we will generate that that excitement. WWE didn't want to hear anything of that. So, that was the first time. And now, this time, with uh, Sasha, Mercedes, uh, saying, look, uh, creative is just not great. What apparently was supposed to happen? Again, According to various uh, wrestling uh, publications, websites, all that, uh, but uh, more uh, prominently, uh, again, the good folks over at Cultahawk uh, were saying something effective. There was supposed to be a six-pack challenge that, uh, uh, you know, Nami was going to to win that, or either Sasha or, uh, or um, Nami were supposed to win the six pack challenge to go up against Bianca Belair. The other was going to go to uh, SmackDown to take on Ronda Rousey. But here's the kicker. Here's the kicker, folks. Neither of those two people, either Sasha or Naomi were going to win. They were they were going to win their respective uh, matches, but then when they challenged for the titles, they were going to lose. So it would have devalued both of them as wrestlers and devalued the women's tag titles. The other thing that happened was, again, according to uh, Kalta Hawk, was that... Uh, both Sasha, Mercedes, and Naomi wanted to work with Dewdrop and Nikki A.S.H. in a program. And Vince said, nope, not going to happen. And it just felt like, okay, that's just weird. So that pretty much... You know, leads us to today again. Uh, Cultaholic was on top of it. Big shout out to everybody that works there. But they were on top of it and saying that uh, WWE 
is not going to fire either Sasha or Naomi for what they did, even though they said it was unprofessional. And, I mean, it was. <laughs> let's, let's not... Uh, Let's not, you know, kid ourselves. That was unprofessional what they did. But they're not going to fire them. Why? Because AEW is a thing now. And they don't want either Sasha or Naomi to go to AEW. It is a smart move. But, boy, it just doesn't feel... It doesn't feel right. Uh, so, that is pretty much where we are. If something happens uh, over the course of, you know, this upcoming week, bring that up to y'all's attention uh, next week. But that is pretty much where we are now. The other piece of business to wrap up the introduction, and this is... For my Tucson peeps, man, this is just absolutely exciting. And I don't know if tickets are still available, but on July 3rd, that is a Sunday, on July 3rd, coming to Tucson at the Tucson uh, Convention Center slash Tucson Arena, it is WWE and, oh my gosh, I mean, you've got people like uh, Cody Rhodes, Seth Rollins, Colby, uh, Becky Lynch, uh, Roman Reigns, I, I, I mean, uh, Drew McIntyre, you have a lot of great, great, great talent coming to Tucson, absolutely amazing. If you guys want to go, go on to uh, either Ticketmaster, it's probably the easiest, or uh, just search for Tucson Convention Center. Uh, you can click down link and it'll give you all the information. So again, that's for my Tucson peeps and uh, that should be a heck of a time. Uh, coming up in the weekly shoot, I will talk more about the event and, and just uh, events just in general. But we'll get there. We'll get there. Right. Uh, coming up next is the news from Cult of Hawk. Do not go anywhere. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back, and as that music suggests, we are in it for the news of the week. And again, thank you a million times over to the good folks over at Cultaholic. Very, very grateful for them and their reporting. So, let's dive right in. And first uh, story, we're going to do a few stories. Uh, first story is from Justin Henry. Uh, and uh, they are talking about Stephanie McMahon 
announcing a leave of absence from WWE. Um, now, this makes a ton of sense because, as we all know, Triple H had a uh, blockage uh, in uh, one of his arteries uh, that uh, Darner killed him. Uh, and so uh, that makes sense that Stephanie is taking some time away from WWE. But let's just get into this. Stephanie McMahon, uh, the chief branding officer at WWE, announced on Twitter uh, today uh, that uh, she's uh, taking a uh, leave of absence from the company for what she uh, termed family um, reasons effective Friday, May 20th. So, not uh, until... Um, tomorrow, actually. So, um, yeah, so not until, uh, tomorrow. Uh, Stephanie, um, was, uh, present for WWE's most, um, recently, um, quarterly investors call on, uh, May 5th. Uh, McMahon um, has been uh, the uh, chief branding officer since December of uh, 2013. In 2000, McMahon uh, took a position of head writer for WWE Television. In 2006, Stephanie had the title of senior vice president of creative writing, followed by uh, executive vice president of creative writing the following year. Uh, since 1989, Stephanie uh, has appeared as a character on WWE programming, <clears throat> usually in the role of authority figure, and had occasionally wrestled. After submitting uh, to Ronda Rousey's armbar in a mixed tag uh, match, WrestleMania 34, uh, in 2018, McMahon's TV appearances have become more sporadic. So... Again, that totally makes sense. Uh, and so uh, let's go to our next story. And that is from the ever present Aiden Gibbons. And uh, so. This is Naomi was in talks with WWE over uh, the New Deal. So, let's uh, read this. So, prior uh, to her walking on Monday Night Raw with Sasha Banks, Naomi was in talks with WWE over a new contract, according to Dave Meltzer of the Wrestling Observer Newsletter. On Monday, quote, on Monday, uh, show uh, I mentioned... Uh, Trinity's contract. So the deal is, and this was uh, brought up to me as well, um, her contract, I guess, is expiring soon, but she was in negotiations for New Deal. It is possible uh, that they uh, might go uh, with the idea that she's not leaving no matter what. Her family is here, and they don't feel um, the leverage that they may have uh, felt with either a Kevin Owens or a Sami Zayn 
or someone where if we lowballed them, uh, they're going to leave. We have to give them a pretty big offer. In our case, maybe they wouldn't do it, but uh, most people who are getting new deals are getting substantial raises, Meltzer said. Uh, moving on, if Naomi's... Um, uh, there's me if Naomi and WWE are still in talks over a new deal is uh, currently unknown, but Meltzer uh, noted uh, the two-time SmackDown Women's Champion walking out likely uh, won't help her in negotiations. Uh, Naomi and Banks left the building during Monday's episode of Raw following a meeting with Vince McMahon about contract situation and creative plans for the evening, which would have de-emphasized women's tag uh, team championships. Naomi was scheduled to win six-pack challenge on the show ahead of uh, losing Zyle, or her uh, Zyle match to uh, Bianca Belair uh, at Home South. So it was Naomi that was going to face Bianca Belair at Hell in a Cell. And Sasha Banks, meanwhile, would have lost her uh, her title match to SmackDown uh, Women's Champion Ronda Rousey. Uh, so that is, wow. That, that puts more meat on the bone, if you will. And... So we will, again, keep on track with those uh, coming up. Uh, next up, from Jack Atkins, MJF of AEW praises the WWE Performance Center for creating stars. Now, this is, this is wild because MJF has also been in contract negotiations um, with Tony Khan, and apparently he's not happy with his um, contract or, or his creative uh, input in AEW. So, given that Cody Rhodes is now in WWE, and, and again, if Cody knows when all these contracts are coming up, and you know he knows what they're looking for in terms of money, uh, scheduling, whatever, boy, uh, that is that is huge. And M, uh, MJF has uh, said, you know what? Maybe I go to WWE. Nothing is set in stone, but let's uh, read this. Uh, MJF has certainly uh, been uh, on the charm offensive as late when discussing the WWE with the AEW standout, openly admitting uh, he considered offers to join WWE when his deal expires. Now, I don't know when his deal expires, but again, he's saying, hey, I could come to WWE. That would oh, that'd be huge. However, although many of MJF's comments about WWC seem uh, kayfabe, made uh, or to get uh, websites like uh, this one to create 
uh, drama out of nothing. MJF recently tweeted about WWE's Performance Center giving them credit for creating stars. Uh, the tweet uh, came after MJF um, quote uh, tweeted an upcoming uh, open event at uh, Brian Myers and Pat Buck's uh, Creative Pro Wrestling School where MJF uh, Trained, uh, claiming it was a school where real wrestlers are taught real wrestling. Bam then cynically uh, replied, uh, saying that the WWE have invested $20 million in the Performance Center and produced no one, um, to which MJF replied, Liv Morgan, Biggie, Bianca Belair, Baron Corbin, Naomi, Alexa Bliss, Charlotte Flair, Roman Reigns, just to name a few um, people on this app, have bleeping brain worms. In <laughs> uh, the past, MJF has praised several WWE talents and executives like Bruce Pritchard. Wow. Now, again, I don't know if MJF is just trolling people by saying, Oh, I could go to WWE. But, I mean, if you want to talk about the best pure heel in the business right now, the best pure heel in the business, it's MJF. And so, of course, if you're WWE, you want that kind of talent. Uh, and the fact that he rattled off all those names, I mean... People watch each other. This is not this closed environment like it was, you know, even 20 years ago when WWE bought out uh, WCW, bought out ECW, and essentially they were the, the lone sharks. They were the only game in town. Now, there are options, and people are starting to watch other people. So, I thought that was very interesting from MJF. All right, and finally, from the ever-present Aiden Gibbons. Uh, and this is just... Oh, this is maddening to me. Tony Storm, who has since left WWE for AEW, reveals that WWE originally planned for her shirt to be ripped off in Charlotte Flair uh, pie segment. Uh, shirt ripping plan was ultimately scrapped ahead of SmackDown. Uh, while Tony Storm would receive a pie in the face, November 26th edition of SmackDown, she admitted it was better than WWE's original idea, which would have seen Charlotte Flair rip off the former uh, NXT UK's uh, women's champion's uh, shirt off. Quote, I was actually quite happy with that segment that day. It was a lot better than the original idea. The original idea was like I was uh, called... Up and ask if I was comfortable having my shirt ripped off or something. 
I wanted to do this whole angle where uh, they wanted to rip off my shirt um, to be embarrassed uh, in my underwear. I guess, uh, I guess, uh, in quote, uh, Storm said um, on the AEW Unrestricted uh, podcast, quote, when you're asked uh, if you're comfortable uh, to do that, literally people are being fired every single week. It's like, well, yeah, I guess I'm comfortable with that, uh, said with nervous sarcasm. Then a lot of people uh, fought to not have that happen. That would have uh, been a terrible idea, she continued. Quote, to be honest, uh, the pie was uh, actually quite a sweet treat in comparison to what could have been. I'm not even mad. People think I'm mad. I think it's hilarious. Standing there covered in pie, I can uh, demolish food. Um, so, if they are throwing food at me, that was a good day. Not painful at all. That was a good one, to be honest. That was one of my better times. End quote. Uh, Storm uh, would be granted her WWE release a month later after the segment, and she signed with All Elite Wrestling uh, in March of this year. The 26-year-old, 26-year-old, holy what, is currently uh, competing in the Owen Hart uh, Foundation Women's Tournament, and she will face uh, Britt Baker in the semifinal on next week edition of Dynamite. Well, hot dang. You know, I, I said recently, I said recently, the one person, the one person that could get me to watch AEW on a regular basis is Hook. Because I love the look, I love the demeanor, I love the style. Uh, you know, I'm I'm digging on on Hook, but man, Tony Storm versus Britt Baker, are you kidding me with this? Wow, that is a money match. Oh my gosh! Right, so that is the news uh, from Cult Hawk. Again, very grateful for use of of uh, the news. We will be back with the Wrestling Rewind slash main event. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Time now for the main event. All right, folks. And in this week's main event, we have Spring Breaking and WWE's WrestleMania backlash. So let's get going. So, uh, starting off with Spring Breaking, I loved the opening with Pretty Deadly. Side played check. That was that was pretty cool. Um, they're the cool heels, you know. Um, obviously, they are heels, but you know they've they've got such a sense of history. Um, this was, you know, a ways back on, uh, NXT UK, but, uh, and I can't remember who they had a segment with, 
but uh, the idea was, you know, that they wanted a shot at the titles, and, you know, they said, hey, don't come talking to us, you know, about, you know, a championship match opportunity. Talk to Johnny Saint. He's the one that makes those matches. And I'm like, okay, okay. So they they have a sense of they have a sense of history about them. Okay, okay, all right, all right. And that's when I started to kind of turn on uh, pretty deadly in in terms of like, hey, I kind of like these guys. Um, and when they showed up to NXT, and they were going, you know, down the the hallway and. They were seeing all the pictures, you know, and they're like, yes, boy, yes, boy, yes, boy. They get May Young, yes, girl? <laughs> and I'm like, okay, again, sense of history. I dig these two. Yes, they're heels, but they're the cool heels. I, I, I really dug that. Uh, so we start off the action with the North American uh Triple threat uh, between Solo, Carmelo Hayes, and Cameron Grimes. The solo chants throughout the match were just unmistakable. I mean, just unmistakable. Um, and I kind of like what Solo Sakawa is doing. He's borrowing from his cousin. The Rock, a.k.a. Dwayne Johnson. Because back in the day, uh, Rock called himself the People's Champion. Well, fast forward to 2022, and Solo Sokoa is the Street Champion. So, it's kind of, kind of, sort of borrowing... Um, I, I thought that was just brilliant. But again, the, the solo chants were deafening. And it was like, okay, we know who the audience is pulling for. Um, is Cameron Grimes starting to lose the crowd? And I don't mean that to be disrespectful. I'm just simply asking, did... You know, did uh, Cameron Grimes get to that point now that he is on top of the mountain? Because when he was, uh, you know, fighting for the Million Dollar Championship or, you know, he was fighting for the North American Championship, people were behind him because he was the underdog, because he was, you know, he was he was the underdog. And and now, uh, Cameron Grimes is, you know, pretty much, um, I don't know. It, it, they're 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 kind of going away from him, uh, which I, I I think is just really interesting. Uh, so, uh, one one quick example: he goes to the ring. And before he steps in the ring, he does the to the moon. And normally, before spring breaking, if he said that, people, I mean, everybody would be chanting along with that. I only heard a smattering 
of To The Moons. So, mm, that could be a problem going forward. It was just nonstop action. That was absolutely amazing. Uh, there was a, a spot where there was a crossbody um, turned into kind of like a, a Spanish fly slam. It was just sick. Oh, I think it was about midway through the match. It was so good. Oh, my gosh. I loved the double electric chair spot. That's always a fun spot to have. Um, Solo Sokoa is just so close. He's so close to being, you know, the the champion. Uh, but he's just needing to be called up. Again, like I said, uh, the visual, okay, the optics, the visual is what WWE wants to strive for. And what a better visual than Roman Reigns, the uh, WWE Universal Champion, his cousins, the Usos, the SmackDown, well, and as of tomorrow night, could be even the uh, Unified Tag Team Champions. So Sokoa, Solo Sokoa being, I guess, the Intercontinental Champion. And then if Naomi wants to win the uh, SmackDown Women's Championship, I mean, that is dominance. I mean, one family would hold all the gold. That is impressive. And it has not been done, to my recollection, has not been done since the Hart Foundation. So that is impressive. That is really impressive. So we uh, continue on. Uh, that was a three count at the end. I mean, that was a three count. And it got broken up just, I mean, just you know, same time, but the referee did count three. So, yeah, I, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. That was a three count, though. Uh, Duke Hudson and Indy Hartwell having a wink-wink moment. And what I mean by that is, uh, so Bergia Prada and Dexter Loomis uh, were uh, uh, given their walking papers. And so in storyline, you had uh, Duke and Persia together. You had Indy and Dexter uh, together. And now that those two are gone, now there's this, you know, will they, won't they vibe going on between Indy and Duke, I, I'm just, I am really digging that whole, that whole vibe. Uh, Grayson Waller versus Nathan Fraser. This is a tad 
tad bit nitpicky, but Fraser's logo is just a bit generic. I mean, just, you know, the N and the F kind of interlocking. It's, it's kind of just a... I don't know. It, it just seems rather generic. Again, very nitpicky, I know. But I, I notice these sort of things. Um, it started fast, and then it slowed way down. Um, Chase U, I mean, I don't know if Chase U are, are heels or they're... You know, if they're baby faces, okay, if they're good guys or they're bad guys, I don't know. I don't know. Um, uh, Fraser did have a nasty tumble, and I mean, of course, we remember what happened to Big E, we remember what happened to Bobby Lashley over uh, across the pond with the ropes breaking, so that was a nasty fall. Uh, during one spots for Nathan Fraser. Uh, Chase U helps Fraser win. Um, so that was really cool. And I, I love, I love me some Nathan Fraser. I love me some Nathan Fraser because uh, he has been very, very, very good to me. When I've tweeted at him, he's always responding back. Very, oh, he is, he is just mm, that is that is big for me um that sit down uh between uh Legado del Fantasma and uh Tony D and the boys gave me godfather vibes i mean that was just crazy how that all worked um you got Nikita Lyons and Jade, uh, Cora Jade, uh, versus Natty Nightheart Wilson and Lash Legend. It was a slower pace that was smart to bring down the crowd. Uh, after you know that really, you know those really quick, quick matches, um, you know to start off the show, you have to bring the crowd down some to build them back up for for the rest of, of the show. So I thought that was just a very, very smart uh, thing for them to do. Uh, next up, Viking Raiders versus the Kree Brothers. It was a fast start uh, for uh, the Viking Raiders. The crowd seemed just exhausted. It was a battle of attrition and uh, the Creeds uh, did pull out the victory with the help of Roderick Strong. Roderick comes into the ring, and he kind of, I guess, have hardly just raised uh, the Creed brothers, you know, arms, uh, and and then of course now Roderick Strong has apparently left. WWE. So that was essentially his last appearance. Um, finally, you've got the uh, you've got the 
main event of the night. It was Braun Breaker versus Joe Gacy. Joe Gacy had a simple but very menacing entrance. I mean, just the spotlight, the you know, everything is blacked out, just the spotlight on him. I mean, this guy is just psychological. I I am digging. Uh, Breaker had yet <clears throat> another interactive uh, entrance. He always has to like pull a lever or you know uh, do a chainsaw through you know NXT you know big NXT letters or um, he lit a match under him uh, you know to light up a sign. I mean, it, it's it's a fun, interactive way to, to go about it. Uh, Joe was very smart to ground Braun throughout the match. He tried to slow down the pace, tried to work to his advantage, um, and I thought that was very smart. Uh, I'm just wondering, and then again, this is a tad nerdy geeky, you know, but I'm wondering what the numbers were on um, Brown Breaker's singlet. I don't know what that all meant. Uh, so if anybody knows, reach out to me at Wortham Show on Twitter uh, at and then W-O-R-T-H-A-M show Owen Word at Wortham Show, if you know what those numbers mean uh, on Brown Breaker's singlet, please let me know. Uh, Joe Gacy being upside down uh, on the top rope, mind you. I mean, talk about balance. My gosh. That was eerily close to Bray Wyatt. I mean, eerily close to Bray Wyatt. It was It was incredible. Um, but Braun uh, ultimately controlled much of that match. Um, at the end of uh, the um, at the end of the match, uh, you had uh, what I like to call the uh, Ninja Druids um, attack Braun Breaker. And uh, they drove him off into the middle of nowhere, you know. And uh, so that's pretty much that. Right. Uh, next up, WrestleMania Backlash. We started with Cody versus Colby. Uh, it was the same WrestleMania entrances and attire for both of them. Uh, I, I thought that was kind of weird. Uh, they finally sorted out the pyro timing. Um, they've been kind of messing around with the pyro with, uh, Cody's entrances. Um, and I don't know if that's on purpose. I don't know if they're just teasing the guy. I don't know if, uh, somebody's just, you know, not right on, right on the button. I, I don't, I don't know. Uh, where they're, they're missing their cue. I don't know. Um, it took almost 
15 minutes from start until uh, before they locked up. I mean, that's entrances, that's uh, introductions. Uh, 13 minutes. My gosh. I mean, people have, have uh, been sour on Cody Rhodes' entrance. It's a very cool entrance. It's a very interactive entrance. Um, but, you know, the Miz said what we've all pretty much been thinking is, my gosh, you take five minutes to get to the ring. I mean, it, that's... I mean, they say time is money. Yeah, that's true. So, uh, it was very slow-paced. Colby was controlling the pace throughout the match. He he was doing a you know a lot better job in terms of figuring and countering what Cody was doing. Now, the crowd looked almost dead most of that match. I mean, you look at that front row, right? You look at the front row. They looked dead. They were they they looked like they had their hands or the, they were sitting on their hands. They were not really... I mean, did they get vocal towards the end of the match? Yes. But they were pretty dead. Um, just a absolutely just amazing uh, frog splash from Colby. Uh, and I, I'm wondering, who has the higher elevation in terms of a frog splash. Is it Colby or is it Montez Ford? And to me, they they look just about even. I mean, it is impressive how high this guy got on that splash. It was it was absolutely amazing. <laughs> this is uh using the uh, ENC pod of awesomeness uh, from uh, back in the day. It's the return of Paul Smackage, which is an anagram of a uh, small package that uh, Cody used uh, to secure the victory. Um, next up, Lashway versus Omos. You don't need that establishing shot. You don't need the you know, oh, we're going to point the, the camera straight up and, and look how big we can make this guy. The guy's 7'3". The guy's, what, 7'3", seven, seven, 420 pounds, something? The guy almost does not need that shot. Yes, I know what they're trying to do, but almost doesn't need that shot. Sorry. Just, just, just shoot him straight. I know they're going to just instinctively try to shoot him up from underneath, but they don't need that shot. The guy's big enough. I mean, the guy is legitimately that big. My gosh. Um, it was the right call having Omos beating Lashley. Um, they had uh, this week... They had uh, a uh, a uh, steel cage match. 
And so next week, uh, I will talk about all the action that happened this week, uh, including that match. Uh, Edge versus AJ Styles. Edge has a dope entrance. Oh my gosh. I mean, uh, just the, the lights, the mood, the, the ambiance. I mean, it, it's just such a dope entrance. I love it. There's a flurry of, uh, offense, uh, early, uh, from, uh, AJ Styles. Uh, Edge, though, just kept on dissecting, uh, AJ. It was tough to watch because, you know, just cranking on that shoulder and darn near ripping that shoulder out of, you know, out of its socket. AJ's shoulder looked like it was partially out of its socket. I mean, it was, it was tough to watch. Uh, I dig Rhea Ripley's heel turn to join Judgment Day. I, I, I really dig that idea. Um... Charlotte uh, versus Ronda. It was very physical. Ronda was lucky uh, how she landed um, on that suplex. I mean, again, uh, it looked like almost a a carbon copy of what happened to Big E. Um, But uh, Ronda uh, landed um, more on her shoulders and and, and neck. Um, And so... That that was that was very fortunate. Um, I'm glad that the referee didn't get out the mic early. Uh, one of my biggest pet peeves is, you know, you have a you know you have an I quit match, and after like a couple of minutes, and you know you do maybe like one or two moves. Are you gonna quit? Are you gonna quit? And it's like, no, I'm not going to quit. It's like two minutes into the match. What the heck? So I'm glad that the referee didn't get out the microphone right up front. Um, it was it was a very good use of, you know, having them just beat the snot out of each other. And then you ask the person. Um, I think it was more impactful then just keep asking if, if, you know, they're going to, you know, quit. <laughs> the, oh, shoot. <laughs> and that's not the word I'm wanting to use, but the, oh, shoot uh, from Charlotte was just so great. I had to listen to that <sighs> at least a dozen times to, to see if they, um, or if Charlotte actually said what she said, you know, when they were having the kendo stick fight uh, out by the rampway, and then uh, Charlotte gets suplexed onto uh, the concrete um, by uh, Ronda Rousey, and that's when she said, "Oh shoot!" And I'm like, oh, "Okay, that was that was that was that was great." Um, I love that they went all over the place. Again, when they say falls count anywhere or an I quit match or, you know, a uh, street fight, 
uh, it used to be where they did go all over the arena. They would go into the concession area. They would go into, you know, a common area. They would go up to the, you know, to the top of the arena. They would go, I, I saw, you know, a, a, a pinfall being registered inside of a bathroom, I believe, at one point. They've kind of gotten away from going all over the building, but they, they, they kept it in the arena, but they went all around the arena, and it, that was that was brilliant. I love that. Uh, the welts were bad on Ronda's chest, not as bad as Brian Danielson's. Oh my gosh! Every time he gets chopped, it just looks horrifying. Uh, <clears throat> we want tables throughout the match. Um, that was, that was like a thing, and I don't know if that was because the fans were, were bored, or if they, you know, legitimately wanted to see tables being introduced into this, um, or if they just wanted to, you know, affect the, the outcome, I, I mean, I, I don't know. Um, Charlotte. Uh, just about got her arm and leg ripped off when she was hung up in that tree of woe. And uh, Rhonda put on the uh, the arm breaker um, from, you know, outside. And, oh, my gosh, that was, that was painful to watch. Uh, Rhonda caught Charlotte in the chair um, when Charlotte uh, leaned down and said, Happy Mother's Day, and that's in reference to Rhonda's mom, and which I thought was tasteless, but whatever. Um, but Rhonda grabbed, um, grabbed Charlotte and then used the chair uh, to really crank on that, that, uh, it almost looked like a Kimura lock. And she tried to break Charlotte's arm. And we have a new champion now, in reference. Uh, WWE said that, uh, Charlotte, uh, had a fractured, uh, radius bone, uh, in, in, in her arm. But the real thing that was happening, apparently, was that she was needing time, Charlotte was needing time off to get married to Andrade. So, you, you, you gotta, you gotta go with an injury angle, and that's what they usually do when you are being written out. Uh, Madcap Moss versus Happy Corbin. It was a good cool-down match. Uh, I wish they turned uh, Moss uh, into just this unstoppable bad A. I mean, uh, I don't know if you remember when they were, when they were doing <laughs> the Raw Underground. 
And, uh, I mean, Moss, Riddick Moss, Madcap Moss, I mean, this guy looks like a total bad A. Uh, I am I am digging on on the suspenders though, <laughs> you know I am digging on the suspenders and I, I I think that's a unique look for him. I, if they're going to turn him away from the madcap character, um, then uh, yeah we'll we'll see what happens. Uh, finally, we had that six-man tag team match, uh, the Usos and Roman Reigns versus Rated RK Bro and uh, Drew McIntyre. This was supposed to be a unification match with the tag titles, but they decided to uh, scrap those plans for whatever reason. But this was a great match. Uh, it was honestly a great match. Um, I love Pat McAfee's references, you know, talking about the big boss man. I mean, good Lord, that's going back. <laughs> that's going back. Um, but Pat McAfee just, just busting a gut and laughing uncontrollably. I mean... Wow, just the sheer joy is is something that that is absolutely refreshing to see. Right, so that was a lot of information to get through, but uh, we got through that. <laughs> we'll come back uh, next with the uh, thank yous, and we will finish off with the... Uh, Weekly promo, don't go anywhere. Thank you. All right, folks, we are back with the thank yous. And in this segment, it's very straightforward. I just thank everybody that helps me on a weekly basis to put this here uh, podcast uh, on. First things first, big, huge, huge, huge thank you to every one of you that have listened to the show I am now in 22 countries. My goodness gracious, I just picked up Thailand today. What? <laughs> I just picked up Thailand. Oh my gosh. So very grateful to everybody that has listened to the show uh, over uh, its existence. So, very grateful to all y'all. Could not literally do this without you guys. Next up, the good folks over at Cultaholic. Very grateful to everyone, uh, everyone that works there uh, for their uh, dedication to, uh, uh, you know, presenting wrestling in a, uh, you know, informative, you know, and entertaining, you know, fashion on a weekly uh, basis, uh, on a daily basis. Uh, so, very grateful to everybody from Cultaholic for their uh, professionalism. Also, like to thank 
the good folks over at Envato Elements. Folks, I have said this several times, but it bears repeating. When I started this show and I thought, you know what? I've got to jazz this thing up. I can't just be doing talking <laughs> the whole way. I've got to break it up into segments. And I was looking all over for royalty-free uh, media. And I thought, okay, I'm not seeing anything. And I was just about to give up. But then I heard on a, uh, another podcast about Envato elements.com and I was like okay so I, I scrolled through there and you can uh, listen to samples before you buy uh, and oh my goodness gracious I was blown away these guys over at Vado Elements have everything and I mean everything that you need for a presentation a school project, a podcast, a YouTube video, or if you just want to uh, sample everything that they have, uh, go to envatoelements.com and again, you will be absolutely blown away. Now, you do need to pay for this. You can either do it like I have, which is a one-time uh, one uh, uh, you know, upfront um, payment that lasts you for a whole year, or you can do it uh, as a uh, recurring monthly uh, uh, charge. So, again, one more time, if you have a, pre a presentation, school project, YouTube channel, a podcast, Go to envatoelements.com. I will spell that out for you. E-N-V-A-T-O elements.com. You will not be disappointed. And finally, the uh, group that I belong to, onestopwrestling.com. I'm so grateful to be a part of this group. They have been just absolutely killing it uh, on social media, on YouTube, during uh, their, their uh, various uh, podcasts. If you love wrestling, if you love professional wrestling, go to onestopwrestling.com. Hey, just like the name implies, it is your one-stop shop for everything wrestling. We have uh, podcasts and YouTube channels dealing with AEW, with WWE, Impact, New Japan, uh, Ring of Honor, which is now a part of AEW. So if you love uh, this thing called professional wrestling, go to One Stop Wrestling. Com, all one word, and oh my gosh, you will be blown away. Uh, we also have a uh, magazine that we uh, put out 
that you can uh, either get a physical copy of or you can get a digital copy of. Again, we've got great podcasts like myself, Queen's Takeover. Uh, those ladies are just amazing. I love listening to those ladies. Uh, so, again, go to onestopwrestling.com and you will be in wrestling heaven. Right. Uh, one last segment and then we will wrap this up for the week. Don't go anywhere. folks and it's time for our final segment the weekly promo and like i said in the opening each week i cut a promo like i was in wwe so i could cut it against uh uh, you know certain wrestler or uh you know an angle that they're doing this week and in conjunction with uh their summer tour and especially, again, for uh, my peeps in Tucson, go to Ticketmaster.com. Go to TCC's website, the Tucson Convention Center's website, and there may still be tickets. So, with that in mind, I want to pretty much share my, my experiences. Now... Uh, when WWE comes, uh, to my neck of the woods, uh, right outside the Batcave, as it were, uh, I have to weigh out whether or not I really want to go. And if that money is worth the experience. And, and I mean that because I'm disabled. All right. I am in a wheelchair. Um, I'm a paraplegic, right? And because of how stadiums and arenas are set, uh, most times I'm like up top, very, very tippy top, basically hugging the rafters. Getting my inner sting on, okay, uh, because that's that's where they put people in, in wheelchairs. And I get it because of the space and, 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 and all of that. I, I get it. But the problem becomes when people stand up and I can't see the action. Yes, I know there's the Titantron and and I have seen, you know, when people are standing up, I, you know, I, I look at the Titantron, you know, to see, you know, what I'm missing. But that is an absolute pain in the rear uh, to constantly be turning over to see, you know, the, the Titantron. And I'm thinking, well, gosh, if I wanted to watch this off of a screen, 
would have watched this at home. I, I mean, my goodness. And it feels like uh, disabled people are being really uh, given lower uh, social class status when you go to a WWE event. And it's not just WWE, but, you know, it, essentially for the purposes of this podcast, WWE, because, again, you're put way up in the nosebleed section. You can't really see what's going on in the ring. When people are standing up, you can't see what's going on. So you have to look at the Titantron. And it's like, again, if I wanted to watch a screen, I would have watched it at home. So here's a crazy idea, WWE. And, and again, this is just in general for, you know, these various uh, uh, venues. Now, this is not all WWE's doing, but, but what they need to do is they need to uh, allow uh, disabled people to sit front row. Yeah, you, you heard me right. They need to uh, basically say, okay, anybody that is in a wheelchair, anybody that is, you know has ambulatory problems, you know, getting to you know see climbing upstairs, whatever, you can sit front row. Now, I know what some of y'all are thinking. Well, gosh, Russell. Those tickets are $500 and above. And you're right. But it's, it just seems to me like we're missing out on an experience. So here's my crazy idea, WWE. Crazy idea. E either A, give us the front row so that we can see what's going on unobstructed and we can we can see you know uh and and feel that experience with the rest of it, everybody else in the WWE universe that's option number 1 okay option number 2 if you're not willing to give us front row seats and I'm not talking about some you know, you know, random, you know, oh, this is the fill-in-the-blank sponsor, you know, fan uh, access of the week prize that they used to do, um, where, you know, they would take, you know, family that was, you know, you know, sitting up top of the, you know, top of the arenas, and they would, put them down on, onto the floor, you know, kind of like VIP and whatever. But if you're not going to give us the front row, which, again, makes a ton of sense if you do this, but if you're not going to do this, okay, then WWE, please give us the experience. Give us 
give us an experience. Um, there, there's a, a grand package. It's like 700 bucks or 500, depending on where you are. Uh, but you know, it's, it's like 500 bucks. And for that $500, you get ringside seats, you get, uh, you know, meet and greet, I believe. And you get, um, you get a meet and greet and you get a walk down the aisle and you know, it's just this, it's just this whole thing. Give that to us. I, I know that some people are going to say, well, isn't that make a wish? Yeah. But again, we don't get to see the action like other people do. And so to compensate, because we're, we're paying our hard-earned money too, just to watch, you know, a, a wrestling event coming to, you know, our, you know, our various, you know, towns and cities across this great country of ours. And I tell you what, if we're paying our hard-earned money, then we need to be able to see the action. So, again, if you're not going to give us front row seats, which I, I understand, but that would be the easiest thing to do, is to give us front row seats. If you're not going to give us front row seats, then give us the experience. Let us go down the aisle. Let us talk to WWE superstars. Let us get autographs. Let us have a meet and greet. Okay? Let us interact with the wrestlers before the show. Okay? Just, just you know, in, in private. Now, I don't care who you put in there. I mean, you could put Roman Reigns. You could put uh, Colby, you could put Cody Rhodes, you could put Becky Lynch, you could put uh, 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 Bianca Belair. Going back a ways, you could put in The Undertaker. Holy smokes, if I was in the same room as that man, I would die of shock. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Uh, he has been, honest to goodness, my favorite wrestler for 30-ish years. And, ah, uh, yeah. So, if I was in the same room as Undertaker, I would die of shock. Seriously. Um, or John Cena, you know, or Randy Orton. Down the line, you get the idea. Now, what am I you know, thinking, well, I'm thinking, again, maybe an hour before the show, because, again, you, you know, the wrestlers already pretty much know what they're doing, you know, and so an hour before the show, you allow us to go backstage into a room or, or something uh, of that nature, you, you know, you, you let us, you know, um, you know, interact with our favorite, you know, stars, get some, get some selfies, 
and 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 just give us a good experience because it sucks. It sucks going to an event and then nothing. You don't get to see the action. People are standing up, you know, blocking your view. You have to look at the Titantron. So again, for the umpteenth time, it feels like, well, I should have just stayed home to watch this. So please, WWE, either A, give us the front row, or B, give us the experience, okay? An hour before the show, let us talk to WWE superstars, let us walk down the aisle, roll down the aisle, you know, take us behind, you know, behind, uh, you know, uh, things you know backstage uh let's get some selfies some autographs and it would be oh you would you would earn so many fans i promise you you would earn so many fans if you opened up that floodgate now again i understand make a wish and all that but it feels like we're being gypped as disabled people. So, I'm not bitter, not bitter, but I can't go to an event because I'm going to have my view obstructed. Just saying. Right. So, that is the weekly promo. Uh, thank you again for uh, being here for this week's show. I will be back next week. And just like the Beatles saying all those many, many years ago, love is all you need. I will see you guys next week.